Okay, I guess I'm on. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I have to say, um, I started in uh, OA. I came to my first meeting of OA in 1985. And that was the first time that I had seen the that preamble. And I love it. <laughs> I just, I love it. I love it. Um, I also want to tell you that, um, you know, I visited, this is my first time at this meeting and, um, I visited, um, the website before here and read it and, um, and I loved it. And, but I, I texted Subin who asked me to speak and said, you know, I, and I want you guys to know this, I refer to my higher power as God and I use the pronoun he, and, and it's not because I think that's the right way. It's just, and I struggled with this for a long time because I tried like not to, but I was like, you know what? It just feels more natural to me. And so I was like, Sabine, is that okay? Am I violating group conscience by like doing that? And she was like, no, 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 you're fine. So, okay, cool. Once that's out of the way. Um, and like I say, I, you know, I have, however you get there, you get there. I have no problem with whatever anybody calls you know, your higher power or whatever, like to me, that is, that is not important. Um, and it's none of my business anyway, you know, even if I thought it was important, you know, it's none of my business because, you know, that's between you and whatever you call, whatever it is. So um, I'll give you, I don't want to spend a lot of time. This isn't, you know, me telling my story, but I do want to qualify. As I said, um, I came into my first meeting um, in 1985, when I was 15 years old, and I never left, I kept going to meetings. Um, but I did not get recovered. I did not put down the food for longer than like a few days until June of 2000. So um, it it doesn't have to take that long. I really don't think. And welcome to the newcomers. Don't let that freak you out. I don't know why it took that long because I'm not God. Um, I think some of it, you know, I know I don't regret the past. Um, that's one of the promises that, you know, we'll read because now for people, you know, if you are in these rooms and you've been here for a while and you're still struggling, you know, been there and been there, done that. And I want to say, that it can, it can happen for you. Um, I thought, you know, I've been here so long, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. And, you know, it, by the grace of God, I was, I, it was not anything I did. There were certain steps that I had to take, um, 12 of them to be exact, but, um, you know, it, it, it is definitely grace. It was a gift that I was given. And like, I like to say, I just had to be present to win. I had to make myself ready to receive that gift. So, um, so to, talking about steps eight and nine, and I went off camera really quickly um, while we were doing the pre stuff. Um, Cause I thought I, I'm going to get my original uh, cards. So um, as I live in steps 10, 11, and 12, which is basically the way I see it, steps one through nine, 
just over and over and over again. So it's not that I haven't made amends. I've made lots of amends since my original amends. Um, but when I did do my original amends, the way, and then I'll, I'll, cause there's stuff in the big book, by the way, this is, this was key to making me present to win is that I had to follow the steps as outlined in the big book. Um, absolutely. It's, it's simple. Um, it's not easy. And by, you know, some miracle people were put in my life who could say, oh, cause I wanted it to be all laid out, you know, nicely like, okay, now you do this step and now you do. And, and there are, you know, great workbooks where it is, but I didn't see it in the big book. And I was blessed with people who were like, oh, this is where it is. Oh, okay. Because when I came in at 15 years old, this was just a bunch of old men writing around on, you know, I didn't really even understand what it was that Bill did. I didn't understand that he was a stockbroker. I could relate to nothing. I was 15 years old. What I could relate to though, was the fact of not being able to stop something that I knew was killing me, was destroying my life. Um, and I'm a low bottom compulsive overeater. When I say killing me, um, before I finally recovered, I mean, you know, looking, looking to buy a gun. So um, anyway, so where was I? Oh, so when I did my first step eight and nine, my sponsor had me write out I, I made a list of the people that I owed amends to. And it says in the big book, okay, here we go. It says in the big book. Um, That's six minutes. Whoa, okay, I got to pick it up. We have a list of all persons we had harmed and who we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. And, you know, I was kind of like, well, I didn't, I don't um, owe amends to everybody on this list. And there are things, people I don't resent that I owe amends to. And for a long time, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense to me, but it makes sense now because even if there are people um, whom I resent, who I don't need to make in-person amends to, more than likely the defects that came up when I did my fourth and fifth step are things that I need to make, that I need to change, that I need to live differently by. That is a living amends. So if, you know, it was selfishness that made me resent, you know, I'm, I may resent some public figure on TV. You know, I didn't harm them. They don't know who the hell I am. But the, the selfishness or the self-seeking or the dishonesty or the fear that um, came up when I did my inventory I need to make a living amends, not necessarily directly to that person, but to anybody that I encounter that, you know, reminds me of them or, or that kicks up that character defect again. So anyway, but when I first, I had this list and my sponsor had me, and this is what I went to go get, right? And it turns out, I found out that I'm not the only person sponsor who did this. On one side was, and you can't read it. On, 
she had me get three by five index cards. Here, three by five index cards. And it couldn't be four by six. It had to be three by five. Why? Because anything bigger than a three by five index card was I would I would be writing too much. So on one side of the three by five index card was the person that I was going to make the amends to and how I would contact them. Now, this is back in the olden days before there was Facebook, before there was, you know, social media at all. So I got to call alumni associations and hunt down these people. Um, and the hierarchy was in person, if at all possible, um, telephone, if it can't be in person, and letter, um, if, you know, if I absolutely can't call them. Um, and then on the other side, so I had the person, their contact info, and then on the other side, I was to write two, maybe three sentences, nothing that could not fit on a three by five index card of basically what I was going to say to them, basically like a script. And, and that's what I was going to say and no more and then shut up because that was the hardest part because when I apologize to you, if it's not a clean amends, I want to talk more and say, well, I did this because I was afraid you would this. I was, that's not about, you know, making an, a clean amends. That's not about um, correcting a harm. That's about me. That's about, please don't be mad at me. This is why I feel so bad about it. You know, don't hate me, don't hate me, don't hate me. Because I don't even like to call it people pleasing because it's pleasing me. You know, people pleasing is pleasing me. It's like, don't be mad at me. I have to say, you know, I'm sorry I did this. And well, I was going to read some, but anyway, it doesn't matter. And by the way, when I, I looked through these, this is like um, maybe a few months ago, I was going through them with a sponsee. There were a couple, I don't, I don't even remember who that person is, you know, honestly. And, but I must have resented them so much that I couldn't get them out of my head when I did it. And that's, that's the grace of God. You know, that to me is grace. Um, so why, why am I doing this? Well, this is, this to me is relevant. Um, not only for doing this, but I feel like, you know, I have enough angst without like the sort of existential angst of like, why am I here? Um, and on the top of page 77, it's, it's not only like the purpose of doing this, but, but I feel like the purpose of my life, like, why am I here on earth? Our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. That's it. Like everything else, as they say in Texas, where I'm from, is gravy. You know, that, that's, all, that's all extra. Um, and then there's something else that, that it later down on the page. Um, it talks about making amends to people we dislike. I know there's other... Um, 
there's other schools of thought that say that I have to forgive somebody before I make an amends. I have found that making the amends often will wipe away a resentment of somebody. Um, you have eight I, minutes left. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I had such a resentment against an old boss and um, I was going to make an amends to him basically because I had, I had lied to him as to why I didn't show up at work a lot. Um, you know, the truth was that I was um, hung over from food, but um, you know, I, I, I would tell him all sorts of stories and everything. And so I was going to make some amends for some other stuff in the office and everything, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to tell him about some of the lies that I told, which were just awful, you know, about why that like, you know, when I got such sympathy from him and I wasn't going to do that part, I wasn't willing. And I was like, okay. And, and I still had anger at this guy. Um, Cause I, I just didn't feel like he was, he deserved a whole lot of respect. Um, and so I went in, you know, with the, the thought, okay, I'm going to do this much amends and that. And when I put my hand on the doorknob to his office, and some of you probably have heard me tell the story before I got, God gave me the willingness, you know, I, God just gave me the willingness. It was like, do the whole thing. And so I did, I made the amends. I was totally honest with everything. And I don't resent him anymore. I honestly don't. In fact, he wrote a recommendation letter for me. I asked him for a recommendation letter for another job. I mean, that to me is a miracle. So if I had waited until I forgave him, I never, I, I don't know if I would have made an amends to him at all, but I certainly never would have been totally honest. And, and what is the, the risk? If I'm not totally honest, the risk is that I don't get the promises. And, you know, I, I want all those promises um, that come that I guess we're going to read, you know, later that I want all those promises that it says, you know, not regretting the past or wishing to shut the door on it. You know, and when I feel like I'm I'm not willing to do something. And like I said, I still have to make amends now. And by the way, sometimes if it's like a big one, I still use a three by five index card and I share it with somebody else to say, how does this sound? Um, but I, I, you know, I want the goodies. I want that, you know, it's nice to be a nice person, um, but I want the goodies. I want that peace. You know, it's how free do I want to be? Um, so it says, uh, nevertheless, with a person we dislike, we take the bit in our teeth. It is harder to go to an enemy than a friend, but we find it much more beneficial to us. True. I mean, there were some amends that were quite honestly easy. You know, my parents, and this is, I'm sure this isn't true for everybody, but my parents knew most of everything. I stole some money from them. They didn't know about that. But the way my parents are, you know, I kind of knew that would be, it would be fine, you know, and I love them and, and, and everything with other people. 
you know, that I disliked, that was, that was really hard. That's where I feel like, you know, in the AA 12 and 12, it talks about in step three, step three is, does require some willpower. You know, there is, you know, we talk about willpower is not effective against food. It is absolutely not effective against food, at least not for me, but the proper use of willpower for me is aligning it with my higher powers will. So, you know, these take some sweat, <laughs> these take some effort um, I've to align my will with God's. And I feel like, you know, making the amends this way completely honestly um, is the proper use of my will. Um, so, whoops, okay, I lost my place. Oh, here we go. So, sorry. So it talks about on page 83 um, that um, about making amends to the family. And, you know, as I said, well, at least for my parents, um, I knew that they would you know, I didn't know, but I had a hunch that they would forgive me and everything would be okay. For my sister, uh, and this was my experience, she accepted it. She was fine. You know, I grew up Jewish and she said, is this the no way thing or is this a Yom Kippur thing? And for those of you who grew up Jewish, you'll understand because Yom Kippur is where you make amends. And it happened to be in September. And I said, I guess kind of both. So um, anyway, but, but she really couldn't see me as like, I had always grown up, I was the sick one in the family. I was a screwed up one. Um, and, you know, God bless her. My parents' room was down the hall. Her room was next to mine. She could hear me get up and bend. She could hear me you know, the bring food or whatever. She, she heard Two all minute that. warning. Oh, thanks. So for her, um, there was a long, it talks about on the top of 83. Yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead. Um, I have to understand that somebody, first of all, somebody may not forgive me. And also I can't expect their perception of me to change all of a sudden you know, or else I set myself up for another resentment. I already apologized for this. What are you, you know, why do you still have a bug up your butt? That can't, I, I have to let go of that. I have to let go of the outcome. That's all about shutting my mouth and understanding that just because I have changed, you know, can't you see how different I am? Doesn't mean that, you know, everybody is going to be on the same timetable as me or, or ever. And, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. As long as I trust that I'm okay with God, that God knows the truth, which is that, you know, I'm trying my best now to, you know, to, to do the right thing. Um, anyway, I probably only have a minute left. So that was a little disjointed, but um, I, I want to hear what you guys have to say about step at eight and nine. So with that, I will pass. Thanks. 
Thank you so, so much, Rachel. We really appreciate you being here tonight. Um, okay, so at this time, we will open up the meeting. Sorry, just lost my place. Um, we're going to open up the meeting for questions or three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot to say that earlier. We are on steps eight and nine and the chapter is into action. We accept that you ask this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or press star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Um, Lita, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announcement time is up. Go ahead and raise your hand and Lita will call on you guys. All right, uh, this is Angela and I'm the Zoom host and I will start um, choosing people. I just wanted to thank Rachel for your share. It was wonderful hearing you, thank you. Okay, Sarah, uh, you're first, go ahead. Hi, I'm so excited that I came on to this meeting tonight because I am in the thick of these steps right now for my very first time ever. So Rachel, I have a question for you. Um, so I just um, wrote out my letters with, uh, with my sponsor's help. And um, I, have, I have blocks on uh, a couple of my letters. Like you said, there are some that are really easy. Um, and then there are these two where I keep praying for help um, in seeing my part in it because I'm resentful to these people because they have not been nice to me and because it's my fault because I'm a doormat and I, um, I have like, I want them to be, I want them to like me and I want them to be different and that's selfish of me. And so I'm having a really hard time. I wrote the letters, but it feels like lip service. Um, I don't feel the letters and I don't want to make the amends because I still feel like, oh, they're just going to be mean to me. So any advice you could give on that would be amazing. Thanks, Sarah. There was something that I, I picked up on when you said, I think you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said, and it's my fault because I was a doormat. Did you, did you say that? To me, yeah. it's really important for, for me um, and when I sponsor people to distinguish between fault and part. You know, there are things that can happen to me that are not my fault, but I still have a part. Um, it says in, I wish I knew where it was, in the AA 12 and 12, whenever I am disturbed, the problem is with me. That other person, and, and others may disagree with this, I may feel like, okay, objectively, or at least in my mind, objectively, maybe there's no objectively, this person was unkind, but my part was that I was selfish because I um, expected, you know, I, I, I wanted to get my validation from them, or I was dishonest because I expected them to be somebody they weren't. You know, this person is a scorpion and I picked them up and expected them not to sting. Um, or, you know, self-seeking and that I'm getting, I tried to get my okayness from them 
rather than from my higher power. So it doesn't mean that it's that's the that it's my fault, but it's still my problem. And why is it my problem? It's my problem because I can't let go of this because I keep on playing it over and over and over. That's what I see as my part. Gentle but, reminder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Does that make sense? I know. It, yeah. That's so how, how do you that. make that amends, I guess, with the last five seconds you have? <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I can move on so other people can share. I'll try to be shorter in my next answer. Let's, Sarah, reach out to me and let's talk offline. Okay. Go ahead, Amy. Thanks, um, Amy B. Compulsive Overeater. Thank you, um, Team Tuesday, Angela and Aaron, very much. And thank you so much, Rachel, for your service tonight. That was an incredible share. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about your answer to Sarah also. But um, one of the things that I I love that you talked about brevity. I love that you talk about anything with the because it doesn't get included. I don't get to say why. Um, one of the things I was speaking recently with somebody about eight and nine, and I'll try and be super fast is um, you say only what you say, my part, you don't get to say, because you say what they say, and they might say something back that might be hard to hear. Do you have any like specific constructive, you know, sort of like, like a canned one-liner kind of response that will keep somebody from doing further harm, like needing to make an amends from making an amends basically. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, Amy. And obviously brevity is not my strong point when it comes to not working on a uh, three by five card. So um, what I have said is um, I, I, I thank you for letting me know that. Like when they say like, or I, I appreciate what you're saying or, or even just, yep. I, you know, just, I hear what you're saying or, or just, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes there's awkward silences, you know, like they'll expect me to say something more and it's very uncomfortable to sit. But if I say, I appreciate you telling me that, you know, thank, thank you for telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that's, that's one. I probably can one. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, Yep. Thank you so much. Thanks. And if there's more time, I can go back and say something to Sarah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, as far as I think I would, if, if it were me and this is, and I first check this out with your sponsor, I would go back and rethink my resentment of them in light of, you know, my part, but even if I just, I still can't forgive them, um, you know, I would do it anyway, as long as it's a clean amends and see what happens. But that's, you know, check it out with your sponsor. Thank you, Rachel. 
Who else would like to share? I think I'll take a, a share if I might. Um, so this is Angela and I am a compulsive overeater uh, living in recovery uh, one day at a time, right? Thank you so much, Rachel. It was wonderful hearing you. Um, I love uh, that we're talking about steps eight and nine. Um, last week I had the opportunity to make an amends to my ex. Uh, and it was uh, really um, quite transformative. Um, she was on my no way list. Uh, no way. Um, I had such deep, deep resentments around uh, money that she still owes me. Um, and working through this process, I realized that you know, that was such a separate issue. You know, it took me so long to like, you know, not only see my part, but to own it. And then to say, I'm willing to, you know, apologize for it, you know, and, and try to amend, change, add to my behavior. Um, so it was, uh, it was so powerful. Um, and, uh, and what was interesting was towards the end, I mean, it was really quite moving the whole thing, but towards the end, she started owning her part, you know, and she started sharing what she had done wrong. And I guess I just wanted to ask you, Rachel, um, if that has happened for you. And um, because I, I was kind of like, hey, this is my time to make amends, right? But it was like, you know, it was so, it was so wonderful. It, like we were both crying, you know, it was, it was very powerful. So anything you can share around that, if you've had that experience, I'd love to hear it. Thank you. Sure, I have. And, um, and I kind of, and thank you so much. And, and, and that's beautiful. I have. Um, yeah, and I've had it go the other way. <laughs> I had I had an old sponsee um, call me. Um, so I guess maybe I've been guilty of um, bogarting somebody's amends um, because they I had an old sponsee um, call and make an amends to me, and you know, and I said, you know, I I. I know I can be really um, strident sometimes. And I, you know, I apologized um, that I came off that way. Um, and, and, and I stopped being her sponsor year, years ago and really hadn't thought about it. And, and her saying what she did made me realize, oh, you know, I got to take a look at this. So even though you, maybe you kind of felt like this was your amends, you know, you, you, I, at least that's once he did me a favor. So you might've really done her a favor. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Who else would like to share? Oh, go ahead, uh, Wendy, go ahead. Hi, uh, everyone. Wendy S. Um, recovered uh, compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you so much um, 
Rachel, that was a really wonderful share. I wanted to ask you a question. Um, do you have any amends that you were not able to make and how did you handle those? Um, you know, quite honestly, I, I know there was one that it took me a long, long, long time to find her, but there was an old roommate and I finally found her, you know, cause I stole a bunch of her food. Um, the only thing I can say is that, um, I don't know if this is unfinished. I sent her a check. And it remained undeposited in my checkbook forever. And if you know me, you know, an unbalanced checkbook drives me up the wall. And so I finally thought, you know, I'm not going to put it on this woman to just cash this check. And so um, I made, you know, a donation um, to a food bank or some food, you know, something like that. But to answer my experience, no, I was able to, to find everybody, to make everybody, yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, Nancy Z, you're next. Hey everyone, Nancy, recovered um, compulsive eater bulimic. Rachel, thank you so much for speaking tonight. I really appreciate it. I am seriously brain dead tonight. I've been sitting here trying to think of a question um, uh, and I'm just, I'm not coherent, but I did want to just get on and say, thank you. I um, I had very few amends on my amends list, which makes me wonder if I've got more to go. And I guess maybe that would be a question I, I have is, did you find or have you found that as you've gone on in recovery, have more popped up that you maybe on your first round didn't realize or didn't think of or weren't ready? Yeah, I don't think that there were any that I, I felt like I wasn't ready that occurred to me. I mean, I put down everybody that occurred to me, but there were some which, you know, which was reassuring that there's, I mean, I definitely want to be fearless and thorough, you know, when I first go through it, but I didn't have a huge stack. You know, this is my stack of the original. And I think there's some additional ones in there. So, and a lot of it was that I was such an isolator that I didn't have a lot of people in my life. You know, I didn't have a huge social circle because I had whittled it down. Um, but to answer your question, there were other ones I thought, oh, you know what? I, I, I need to put that one in that didn't occur to me until later, you know? And whether you call that a step eight and nine or part of, you know, step 10, I think is sort of, for me, it's beside the point. It's like, I just gotta do them. So, yeah. Okay, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording?